honesty hour, I did not know what I was doing in regards to launching this podcast. And I wouldn't have been able to do it without Anchor. Anchor makes starting a podcast super, super easy and allows you to not only use their platform to distribute the podcast, but you can even go on your phone or computer and record and edit the podcast right on their platform. Best of all, it's totally, totally free. So if you're interested in starting a podcast, download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. What's up, guys? I have a dandy for you today. It's my absolute pleasure to welcome the founder of Round 21, Jasmine, on the Strange on Purpose podcast. Jasmine, thanks for joining with me today. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to tell your story, um, but obviously I don't want to tell it, but I, I was doing a ton of research yesterday, and not just yesterday, um, over the holiday weekend as well, and I came across a video on Kickstarter. You had a couple question, or you had a couple quotes on there, but one stood out to me over the rest, and it said, "You said we use sport and art as a vehicle for common understanding." So, after digesting that, do you want to really tell people who Round Twenty One is and what, what, how you got started doing this and everything like that? Yeah. Um, thanks for having me, by the way. Um, really simply put, I've spent, I don't know, 25 years, 35 years of my life, whether it's in the locker room playing or coaching or um, working for brands in sports. And I've always felt that sports is absolutely a vehicle for common understanding. As soon as you step on the court, I was a basketball player where you're from, where you're going, your bank account, none of that matters. It's about the hoop, the ball, and you know the other hopefully nine people on the court. And so that feeling that you and your teammates are all on the same side, but that the game itself is a great equalizer has always really empowered me because wherever I've gone, sports has been my instant friends or it's been a, you know, a place of enjoyment. And I increasingly, as I got older, started to spend time around creators, whether that's visual artists or videographers. And I realized that art also has a way of helping people find com common understanding. Two people can see the same piece or, or work of art and feel very differently, but understand and empathize with both sides of, of the vantage point and perspective. And I believe firmly that both sport and art create societies that are inclusive and and vibrant and you know hopefully culturally relevant. And I want to bring those two things together in a brand that is called Round Twenty One. It's early days. It's I took the entrepreneurial leap in April, but providing a new platform for artists to express who they are through the canvas of sport is really the basis with the benefit hopefully of unlocking self-expression for the player for the artist as well as a, a place of um, you know participation and enjoyment that comes from sports when you talk sport how does how does one uh, let's say I'm an artist how does um, if we're collaborating what does that really mean so right now we actually started with an activity or a recreational um, sport called ping pong because <laughs> we wanted to be out the gate a very inclusive and diverse brand. And ping pong is actually a cultural glue in many pockets of influence. The mm -hmm. NBA, the NFL have ping pong tables and locker rooms, the, you know, 
guys on the golf tour play ping pong for money, you know, when they're when they're in certain tournaments. And so I started uh, the brand with ping pong as the canvas, so paddles, tables, balls, etc., for artists to bring stories to life because people walk up <clears throat> to a game and they sense, you know, this you know, un- possibility that you might be able to take someone on one-on-one in a ping pong game. It's lighthearted. But the fact that what you're holding in your hand can say something about you unlocks conversations that are also really powerful in, in the experience. And so that was the first sport that we launched with. And the, N- the NBA commissioned uh, round 21 for the NBA bubble because ping pong was the way a lot of the guys spent their downtime and wanted the art to speak to social justice. So it was really f- fun and um, satisfying to see this theory of of sport as a new canvas for self-expression come to life this summer and then we quickly because of my background in basketball have launched uh, mini hoop backboards as a canvas for art as we're all still stuck at home and kept seeing rims taken down in playground after playground and know that that is an outlet for so many people we were like forget about it we're going to have a canvas that expresses something about you know what you believe and your values, which is um, brought to life through our artist collective. And people are going to play. They're going to play at home, or they can take their mini hoop to the local park and put it on the chain link fence. And it just gives people a sense of normalcy that we felt like was really important. And in 2021, we'll have a few more canvases. We don't need to go into every sport out the gate, but we do feel like the canvas of sport can be as flexible and, and and wide as the sports industry is over time. April of 2020. Let's let's go back to that. You're you take the entrepreneur entrepreneurial um, excuse me leap in the midst of a pandemic, in the midst of everything going on. What what really made you make that jump? So I've been benefiting from the comforts of corporate roles. I was, uh, in April, I was still at Peloton as vice president of global brand. And prior to that, I've worked for brands like Under Armour and Reebok. And, you know, this really incredible group of people that I've been able to partner with and brands and products I've been able to bring to life have been core to who I've been. But I've always had this feeling of starting my own thing. And I knew that in 2019, 2018 even, that the idea was starting to form around round 21. Um, Sports was continuing to light me up and art was continuing to inspire me. And when we turned the corner in January of 2020, I felt like uh, the time was now. This was pre-pandemic. And going into February and March as I was transitioning from Peloton, I realized that the things that we benefited from, enjoyed, and in some cases took for granted sports, participation, recreation, being a fan, were slowly starting to, to shut down. And artists were starting to be the voice of the movement around Black Lives Matter, the voice of the movement around uh, frontline workers. I was convinced this was the time, that this was history being made. And beyond that, sports and art were able to bring joy to people in some cases in apartments that are, you know, sizes of bathrooms where they couldn't even, you know, go outside, having the ability to feel some sense of recreation or feel like there was some sense of 
um, belief in something bigger than yourself, which is what art does, would be an incredible origin point for a brand like Round 21. And so that's why I, I took the leap. And it has been an incredible year of reacting and partnering and building. And, and I'm excited to take this origin point into 2021 with a more strategic view into how the brand can can grow. So I have to shout out uh, Dion Walcott from Yellow Brick for making a connection between me and you and so I can have you on the podcast. But when he let me know that he had someone for the podcast, he sent over the resume and not really a resume, a LinkedIn profile. And I was like, damn, she's done so much. This is so dope. But when we had our chat before actually recording, uh, what I found the most dope was you, you played pro basketball in India um, and your, your family, you, you come from an immigrant background. Do you want to talk about your time in India and uh, your time growing up? Yeah, so both of my parents are from India. I actually played pro basketball in Spain. Oh, Spain, um, I'm sorry. It's, oh, it's totally fine. It's totally fine. And I, I will say being a daughter of two immigrant parents. I was raised in Oklahoma, you know, dirt road Oklahoma, not, um, you know, struggling by any means, but certainly rural and and um, very humble beginnings. I, I was always debunking the status quo of my peer group by playing basketball first versus, you know, thinking about my education or where I'm going to go or being a doctor, having an ambition that felt a little bit more traditionally professional. So when I got to college and continued to prioritize, you know, practice over um, study groups or whatever, I needed to figure it out on my own because there wasn't a playbook that I could lean on around somebody who really enjoyed playing as much as I did. And coaching is a natural transition, but I wasn't ready to coach. So being able to take advantage, and this is the late 90s, early 2000s, of women's basketball at the professional level overseas was a great way to honestly prolong growing up and figuring out what I wanted to do, but also nurture this still very uh, powerful motivation around playing. And so I went to Spain. It was an incredible cultural immersion. The people that I met there were absolutely um, kind of multifaceted. They weren't just players. They had families. They had um uh, other jobs, and it just gave me this worldly view that I've that I've continued to take into how I've led uh, global brands after after the fact. But I did come back and continue to pursue coaching uh, for a few uh, five or six years before going into my first corporate role at Reebok. And those five years of being a PE teacher, K through twelve, or coaching at the graduate student level uh, at a D3 college helped me continue to see how impactful and influential that life stage of call it 16 to 21 can be in a in a person's life and also how much the generations um, younger to me were changing their beliefs their economies their currencies you know what they believed in and the contracts they were making with their coaches or or their parents or what they were going to do with their life were very different than the things that uh, my generation had felt made me realize that I wanted to stay close to that youth culture even as I uh, you know continued to grow in a professional setting and so it was very important to me to be a part of uh, locker rooms and and the point of sweat that I've continued to use as a culture that I that my career has been a part of for 20 years 
Can you talk about your your college experience and how um, your degree and everything you've been able, everything you were able to accomplish at that point, really propelled you moving forward? I would say my college experience, the number one thing that it did was it helped me find my husband. I mean, <laughs> in terms of the benefits of the four years I spent at a liberal arts school in, in Maine, um, the relationships I had with a very small group of, but special group of people have stuck with me. Academically, I was not motivated by book work or the reading or the, sil- I just wasn't. I kept trying to be and it was romantic to like go and get your books and crack it open but then two or three weeks into the class it it wasn't it didn't come naturally to me I'm not saying I struggled but it was definitely a a work and I when it came to picking a major my sophomore year I didn't have this pull for biochemistry or law or anything so I felt like I needed to be true to myself and find a subject matter that I felt would be inspiring and informational to me, but not artificially driving some decision around where I was going to be uh, spending my career. And so I chose the um, subject of anthropology, which at the time, the study of man felt right. It it was a great way to understand different cultures, languages, why people think a certain way, why we behave a certain way, why culture is right for whatever culture of people are in that belief system. And that has given me an incredible understanding for what I've taken into my career and and definitely how I'm leading round 21 is this acceptance of people think differently than you. Observing that and empowering the belief system that that culture believes in is material to how I'm I'm building my startup now and the roots of that came through my academic experience. I didn't know it then. I just simply wanted to spend time in things that mattered to me, which anthropology was the only subject that did, but in hindsight it absolutely shaped what I'm now excited to create with Round 21. Wow. That's crazy. I think you you hit on something that's big and people may think differently think differently than you and i um in starting my company uh, everybody doubted i had a a bunch of doubters um it was i tell dion i tell everybody this i am um a very spiteful individual not in a bad way but more (laughs) of a i'm gonna prove you wrong and it almost lights a fire on it, it does it lights a fire under myself and i think that's what's going to kind of until you realize whether you're on an entrepreneur journey or really just trying to get your yourself going in a corporate world i think you just everybody has to get to realizing that not everybody's gonna have the same opinion as you and until you can just absorb that opinion and learn from it rather than react to everything i think that's what um that's what's going to help you grow so if we're we're talking to students or people that are really trying to get into an industry that or a Peloton and Hasbro or a Reebok or Under Armour, what what are some tips that you can give somebody to really make sure that they're they're ready for for the recruiters or for the interview process? I think what used to be 
the equation of what you know can get you a job is a little bit more nuanced now. And so it's what you know, but also what you can give. And sometimes that thing you can give is not easy to reflect on a resume. And so today's world where content creation and this con content economy around written word, audio value, the like what Strange on Purpose is providing listeners, um, access to um, experiences, creating your own experiences, platforms like TikTok and Anchor, etc. They provide the ability for people to showcase talents, but also their understanding of a subject matter that may not have come from, oh, I went to Princeton or, oh, I went to, um, you know, Trinity University in San Antonio. It, it comes from world experiences, passion, beliefs, family, access. You know, I, I would say that if Round 21 was looking for a um, content manager to drive our social feed, somebody who lives three blocks from uh, a sneaker boutique in Chicago and goes there every Saturday and has a finger on the pulse of what's dropping, that, that is value. And mm -hmm. if they had a, a place where they were showing their understanding of streetwear, their understanding of um, the kind of creator economy, their understanding of um, you know merchandising, that may not come from where they study, but it may come from how they're presenting their work or their understanding of that subject that could be valuable to a, to a recruiter or to a company or to a role. And so being confident in your knowledge around a geography, a subject, a passion, and expressing that in a format that feels comfortable to you and that you know you deserve to have a role. I mean, the, the idea that first the first step to being remembered is being seen. You have to you have to put yourself out there, and that confidence comes from not caring how many people like it, how many people saw it. It comes from knowing I know this subject matter, even if it's as like simple as pillow making. You know, someone out there makes pillows, and if they put their work on Etsy and have a medium article set of you know every month, they talk about the latest designs they are going to be able to point to that if they ever want to go work in fashion or if they ever want to go work in, um, you know, for a, a soft goods manufacturer. And so finding ways to express your passion, your interests, your background in today's world is possible. And having the confidence to do that is, um, is really the, the trick, I think. And Oftentimes, it's telling your closest family and friends you're doing it and being comfortable to know that you're doing it for yourself and not for some audience of strangers you think should like it or comment because that, that's, a, that's a recipe for not feeling great about yourself at least for the first few months, if not years. Confidence. Let's hit on that. I think there's um, you've been in rooms that, to be blatantly honest, traditionally women have not been in. How did you gain, how did you really have that confidence? Did that, was that confidence instilled from a young age? Where did that come from when walking into these rooms and really commanding the room? I think it's still being built, actually. I don't think that places that people have often not set foot in, when you're in those environments as, as one of those outsiders, 
it isn't an immediate get. I mean, some people can really image that they are deserve to be there and that's where they and they may actually have that intrinsic confidence as well but for me it has been a journey and it continues to be a journey and I you know recently listened to a TED talk by uh, Lisa Tatum where she was talking about your board of advisors and thinking about people who might be a coach or a mentor or a confidant or a sounding board and building your own confidence around a place in 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 space or time or a place that you want to go to that maybe you aren't so sure you should be there yet comes from internal fortitude and strength but also external support and those people exist in your life if you pause to reflect on their uh, the opportunity that you have to ask for their help or their guidance and you know I would say going into the first few boardroom meetings at Hasbro and presenting the new product line or marketing campaign took an extra set of time to you know get that deodorant on and be prepared for it but it also took practice um, it also took subject matter understanding and knowing your your you know, the economics behind the line that you've built in the marketing campaign that you're presenting. It took that hard work, but then it also took people in the background for me to say, you're ready for this, you got this, and, and taking a little bit of time to role play and get ready for it. I think that hard work sometimes is overlooked these days as so much of the 15 minutes of fame and the one hit wonders kind of continue to, to pop up. But doing the hard work and having a trusted group around you um, to make sure that you know that you're ready and they say it so too has always helped me. And as a budding entrepreneur, first time founder, who's out there trying to raise money and you know building brand partnerships with new platforms in retail and and new artists that I you know I'm just getting to know it is coming more naturally to me because I've been through it before but it doesn't mean I'm not still thinking about who are my you know, who's my squad that is a sounding board for me to make sure that I have that sense of perspective and don't have any blind spots going into those conversations, which gives me the confidence. I love that. I think the the confidence factor is something that's huge, whether, you, whether you're a student, whether you're an entrepreneur, whether you're in the corporate world right now, you can't really do too much without that confidence. And, um, in your journey with round 21 it being so so young right now it's uh it's awesome that you've had this experience under your belt because now you've been able to like you said get in front of the room and put on that extra deodorant and just really and pitch and know your know your subject matter when we get into or when we talk about round 21 what's what's the future what do you what do you think is let's say i mean like you said, this is very 2020s launch was very reaction uh, reaction based, and now 2021 is going to be that official launch. What what's what does 2021 entail for you? So first of all, the universe has given us the gift of the brand name is Round 21, and the year is 2021. So <laughs> that's a good sign. Yeah. But um, <laughs> what we've done in 2020 is almost used it as a testing ground to understand a few key elements of any successful brand. The brand positioning, the product market fit, everything down to like pricing and where we've been able to test uh, 
some of the marketing tactics that we have, but we haven't been able to have the full expression of the brand because art and sport, I mean, think about the exhibition of art and the exhibition of sport. It's traditionally in real life. And I mean that as the purest definition of exhibition, the, the games being played and the art being displayed. And so 2021 for us has a very sharp point of view around our brand positioning and who we're for. Round 21 is for those rich in creative currency. And we mean that in the fullest expression of every single word. We are for those who are rich in creative currency. We believe all of us are rich in creative currency. All of us. I mean, this generation, whether you label the life stages as Gen Z, Gen X, millennials, it doesn't matter. This world that we live in allows us to be creative in a way that we've never been able to be before. But what doesn't exist is a feeling that we all should be seen. And Round 21 is going to give that vehicle to people to say, we, you believe in X, Y, Z, positivity, optimism, Black Lives Matter, social justice, um, uh, unity, um, equal right, whatever it is, Round 21 has artists who express ideas in a way that makes you feel good and on a platform that brings people together. And so we're looking for the places where our artists and our artist collective can grow as a multicultural roster of artists. And we have, I would say, the first five months kind of locked up, but we are a modern direct-to-consumer brand that has the ability to, to be quicker to market. And so we're always on the look for artists who are expressing bold, creative, positive you know, ideas through their work to come to a canvas that is designed for spontaneous play. We also have the Olympics in the middle of the year in Tokyo, where Round 21 was actually originally designed in Japan in partnership with a great um, uh, think tank out of uh, Tokyo called Airline Design. And so our Tokyo roots need to come to life somehow through this Olympics moment and, you know, the way the world comes together around sport. And then hopefully in the back half of the year, the... Art Basels and the New York Fashion Weeks and the places that we're used to seeing trend, you know, leading brands express what's coming up next. Round 21 wants to have a role there in the gallery museum kind of counterculture world of, of fashion where, you know, our products can be seen as a new way to express who you are the same way that fashion is. I would, I would lastly say in terms of the grandest ambition Sports equipment is just where Round 21 started. And so we've been doing a lot of research around um, NFTs and crypto art and digital art and filters and skins. And we want to provide the artists that we partner with a great landscape of ways, including sporting goods, as a way to express who they are. And we want those who are, you know, we call recreationalists who have an appreciation for art to be able to take a design that speaks to them and bring it into more uh, forms and formats in their life. And so that's a big audacious goal, but we believe that this is a gallery of game and that it's not just on the hard goods that we might sell today, but that it's on you know very um, personal places, whether it's in the metaverse or other places that consumers are expressing who they are. And Round 21 wants to have a role in that as well. I think the future um, I work I freelance for a company called cash drop um, right after my company uh, had to shut down and 
we it focused on QR codes. It focused on um, just it, it let anybody in the world set up an online shop in under 10, 15 minutes. And it was interesting because most of the people that were on that app that that ended up jumping on that ended up, I was the uh, was freelance in the collaborations department. So most of the people that were interested were artists and they're they're constantly getting gouged by um well etsy's great it, it, it provides a awesome platform for artists they are getting gouged by fees and if you take it from etsy to poshmark to all these different all these different areas or apps or platforms it seems like the little guys always getting gouged and it just is awesome that you guys are giving the little guy the platform to express themselves and express their express their uh, ideas, their their art, whatever that they're whatever they're working or, or talking about. And I'm I'm really excited for the future around twenty one. I think um, just seeing the support from the Kickstarter, uh, seeing the support from outside of the Kickstarter, from from the social media to everything like that, it, it really seems like you, you guys are building a, a really engaged community, and that's. That's a dream for a startup. It's been fun. You know, the idea of originality in sport has been around for a while. But artists who have the visual capacity or even musicians who have the visual capacity or athletes who have a visual, you know, cross-merchandising your outfit to walk into the arena before a game is art to round 21. I mean, who are we to define one medium um, equals art? And so for us, this partnership that we have with the artist community will forever be evolving because we want to stay at the forefront of how creativity is coming together. And we want sports to really be our platform and, and origin point because it's such a vast category. But sports is taking on, I mean, whether it's esports or, you know, recently the NBA um, launched Top Shot, and so there's a there are so many different ways for fans, spectators, recreationalists, players, athletes, to have a sense of who they are with what they play with, and that is Round Twenty One's playground. And so where we go is going to be as broad as the imagination of the round 21 team and the artist community and the athlete community, which is really, really exciting. And in the space where marketplaces have popped up, like you mentioned, and those are great platforms, whether it's Etsy or minted or Teespring round 21 is a, is a brand. And we want to have a soul that exudes that 51% or glass half full mentality of positivity. And we want to be a place where artists can come and build their brand um, with a new community of, of, of athletic-minded and fitness enthusiasts. And that's really exciting to us because we feel like the sense of who we are also being, you know, the handshake with the consumer along with the artist's expression will help build a meaningful and sustainable brand over time as well as a big business. I'm gonna ask you to be completely transparent with me. What um, what's been the the hardest thing about jumping into all of this? I think coming from 
you know, the places I've worked for. I've been fortunate to have great teams and budgets and infrastructure. And I underestimated <laughs> the, you know, being my own IT person or being my own CFO and understanding, you know, the, the things that came naturally to me were the partnerships, the brand development, the visual identity, the campaign work. And, you know, 2021 will reflect that. The things that had a steep learning curve were setting up QuickBooks and G Suite and what is, you know, why is my GoDaddy not working with my Shopify? And so what's been great is it has brought me back down to earth that being an entrepreneur, not to mention fundraising and, and, and pitching to the investor community, but that being an entrepreneur is awesome. Because if you really dive in all the way and you really workshop every aspect of it, you are never going to learn it all. Things are shifting under your feet as you learn it. But that is a fun, at least for the people who are built with this sense of constant curiosity and, you know, don't mind rolling your sleeves up and printing out the UPS labels and packing up 30 boxes like I did yesterday for my Kickstarter um, backers. You know, it's, it's, it's fun. And what you, then the fun needs to become from a satisfaction perspective is it needs to turn into a business. And that's kind of the transition that Round 21 is in right now is this learning curve and adoption that we've had out the gate has been awesome. And we're excited to place some strategic bets in 2021 that helps us really define who we are for the long term. And we have an incredible um, uh, wind at our back in terms of the types of people that have leaned in and shown their you know, endorsement of what we're doing. And we just want to do right by them and, and the brand belief system around self-expression and bringing people together through sport. And, you know, from there, hopefully we'll fly. But it has been a learning curve from kind of the X's and O's and, and um, infrastructure, uh, which I underestimated how much time and, and effort that would take. Hmm. When, when it's all said and done, what, what impact do you want to leave on the world? We want Round 21 to signal that we are all equal and we all have a voice in the culture and society we create. Hmm. And that sense of inclusivity will come from this broad range of multicultural artists and this broad set of athletic-minded people who choose Round 21 to express who they are with what they play with in, in sport and hopefully in life. Um, and we also believe that this sense of connection that play and recreation can have has never been more obvious than during the pandemic. You know, so many activities and sports were actually created during this time. We see the the moments like spike ball and, you know, we know that Peloton has had quite a uptick, but those had those had emerging adoption already before the pandemic. But the creativity people have had, I think even just to keep their kids, <laughs> you know, occupied, <laughs> has come from this recreational spirit. And we have, in the I would call it in the past 20 years, we overly organized sports and play. But because all of that was shut down, we had to find novel ways to, to bridge what was a very um, contained environment, which was stay at home, into a safe yet effective, you know, way to connect in real life for, for many people. And so that 
came from, you know, just go out and get the soccer ball and do a few, you know, tricks or whatever. And then all of a sudden you're like, okay, let's play this. And that, that is what we want round 21 to also be contributing to is that, you know, whether it's a beautiful follow through of your rolled up socks into your drawer that, you know, so many of us, even at the ages of 20, 30, 40, still do if we played high school basketball or if it's kicking a rock down the street because you played, you know, AAU soccer or whatever, you know, some sort of um, organized soccer club experience, that sense of recreation, we want to be timeless. We don't want it to stop as soon as we get our first job. We want recreation and the spontaneous recreational spirit to live on. And that there isn't a brand that's focused there. And we want to be that brand because we believe that coming together through sport and inclusivity can help make all of our communities and society better. So what Anybody's listening right now, where, where can people find out more? Where can people get involved with your work and Ron21's work? So I would love for people to check out our Instagram feed. You know, we are a visual brand, so we're spending most of our effort there, inspiring people and always, you know, presenting the work of our artists and stories that we have coming out. And the handle is we are round 21 our website, round21.com, is also available. And hopefully we'll find the people who are, you know, recreationalists who have an appreciation for art in 2021. Hopefully it won't just be people finding us. And so keeping an eye out for Round 21 or DMing us an artist that you've seen that you believe has the same qualities that Round 21 looks for or, you know, getting involved in, in things that Round 21 is going to be building in, in 2021 and beyond are all ways that we're excited for our community to grow and hopefully for us to contribute to our community as well. Well, Jasmine, I can go on for days but i'm going to stop here and i'm going to thank you for jumping on the strange on purpose podcast thank you so much i am so excited about um what you've built here in this platform and and i'm really humbled to be a part of it thank you yo thank you for checking out this episode of the strange on purpose podcast I literally could not do any of this without you listening today. So thank you again. And if you're interested, check us out on Instagram at strange on purpose, or check out our website, strangeonpurpose.co. I have a newsletter that should be dropping very, very soon blog posts to come with all of this. And hopefully when COVID restrictions end, we can do some live events and everything like that. Thank you for listening to the podcast and I hope you tune in to the next one.